I'm only one person. What difference can I make? Listen to this. One faithful pastor preaching God's word inspired someone with an idea to reach new confirmands in her church. Now, the ministry has blossomed to impact people all over the world. Hear how a little needle and thread can go a long way on this Action in Ministry. Inspiring you to be the hands. Empowering you to be the feet. Strengthening you to be the heart of Christ for others. Action. Action. Action in ministry. Hi, I'm Rachel Legoute, and this is Action in Ministry. Women gathering together to sew quilts is nothing new. In fact, it became a common pastime and art nearly 200 years ago. But there's a church in Algona, Iowa, that has found there's still a niche for quilting today. And it's not just for adorning the home, but, in this case, for reaching the heart. Barb Bitterman of Trinity Lutheran is with me to tell us all about it. Thanks for joining us, Barb. Well, glad to be here. Thank you, Rachel. Barb, can you tell us a little bit about TLC Quilters and how it began? Well, the TLC Quilters started, really, as being the Trinity Lutheran Church Quilters, but God evolved it into so much more, because as we have learned from the very beginning, that this is not our mission, it is His mission, because we could not possibly do what we do without Him being at the head. So He broke down barriers between different churches in small towns, which is a hard thing to do sometimes. And now we have Catholics and Methodists and many others that come and join us. So now we have not just become the Trinity Lutheran Church quilters, we have become the tender, loving care quilters mm. of Trinity Lutheran Church, because that's where we are based. And how it began, this is the part that I love to tell the story, because it began with our then-pastor, Turner, who is now president of Iowa District West. He had gone back to get his doctorate, and he wanted to share what he learned to the congregation, so he did that in the form of two Bible studies for two Sundays in a row. And his thesis was written on the different generations in a church, and he said, now, I don't have to tell you the difference between the older generation and the younger generation, but what we must do in a church is to keep that circle going. Now, how do you do that? We need the older generation to reach down and make the younger generation feel loved, accepted, wanted, needed, prayed over, and educated. And the younger generation needs to reach up to us for the same. How do you do that? How is that done? We see that in churches all over the place, that the younger people aren't coming back to church. So what can you do? Well, after that, I went home, and God would not leave me alone. And I said, God, I don't want to teach Sunday school or Bible school anymore. I'm in my 60s now. I want to do something different. And then God said, well, Barb, you've been quilting for a year at Trinity. How about confirmation quilts? Well, I'm sorry, but most of you know that God doesn't mess around when he gets an idea in his head, and this is what happened. Because at the time, we had no money. We had nothing. We didn't have any money. We didn't have any fabric. We didn't have uh, any thread. We didn't have any of that stuff. We didn't have a a plan or even a pattern. So how are we going to do this? Well, two weeks later, we're sitting in the Bible study again. Here comes Pastor Turner, sits at our table. He never sat down at a table, ever. And this is how God works. So I thought, okay, now is my time. 
I jumped at the chance and said, Pastor Turner, what do you think about if we make confirmation clothes? He says, I think that's a wonderful idea. And I thought, oh, shoot, I should have asked the second question first. Well, how many compliments are there? And he said, there's 14. Oh, no. <laughs> now what are we going to do? Ah, well, I thought Lois was going to kill me, but she didn't. Um, we later found out we had six weeks to get these done. Come to find out, three of us quilters went uptown, and it was all in God's plan because we decided to oh, make a pattern that I had been making for a long time, had three pieces to it. Well, we'll do blue for boys, can't do pink to red. Okay, we'll do that for red and yellow in the middle. Well, as it turned out, the blue represented the waters of baptism. The red represented the blood shed for them, and the yellow represented their Holy Spirit that is tied to heaven and eternity because we tie it with blue, their hand bound in blue, and he even gave us the name Journey of Faith. So that's how it all began. With six weeks and 14 quilts. <laughs> and the real miracle of it, Rachel, was that those quilts were hung on the banister for the confirmation in three weeks. How does that happen? Every quilt was hand-bound, all those little stitches around the outside. They had a personal signature block on the back that was hand-stitched on that was embroidered with their name, their individual verse, the date, and our church. And how many people did all of that work? Um, four to six. Oh. What's... We look back on that, Rachel, and we still think, how on earth did that happen? But you see, God doesn't work in the same way we do. He doesn't need our money. He needs our hearts. And as long as he had willing hearts, that's all he needed to go forward. And that's what he had with us. So tell us what happened after that first year. Well, in the early days, it was four to six quilters, and I have to say it was really kind of it's really kind of neat because they sat around a wooden tie frame, and they had these big shiny uh, silver tacks that they pushed through the fabric. And when they got done, they would take their paring knives and flip them all out. I was just an ironer, and I'm telling you, they put me under a heat vent, and it was so hot. I I I ironed on a turned over used mattress pad, and I had an uh, iron that could have been used as a lethal weapon. And from then on, we have changed so much. There's been a sharp contrast with all of us because since 2011, God has come in and we now have been given, believe this or not, 50 brand new baby lock machines. Four are capable of embroidery to our long arms. We have brand new Rowenta irons that are just beautiful. We now have ironing boards. We have every acrylic ruler that you could ask for. We have rotary cutters. We have all the thread, all the fabric. We we use the fellowship hall in the in the basement because we now have a new facility upstairs. And we have five rooms that the church has gifted us for just our supplies and we fill it to the brim. Who gets all the quilts that you guys are making now? Last year, we were able to give away 1,301 quilts. We have grown from our confirmation quilt to be giving over 30 different missions, and they are all unique in its form. And you can go to our website from Trinity Lutheran Church in Algona and check out to see what we do. It is so awesome. And you see, the thing of it is, this is what God has done. I'm a big dreamer. I couldn't even dream this big. It's almost impossible for you to understand what I'm telling you until you come. And people come. We give tours all the time. We're getting a bus 
in um, in June, and we share what God has done for us because the difference between women just getting in the church basement and quilting is that they come to quilt and that's it. What we do that is different is that God is in the league. We've never had a plan, still don't. We've never had a budget, still don't. We've never asked for money. We've never passed a plate in church. We have never sold a thing, and we'll never sell the thing, anything. Because when you put a price on a quilt, then that quilt becomes the value of the money, and we don't go for that. Um, When new quilters come, we ask them to come and just enjoy. We call it playing in God's basement. And we have a room full of fabric. You can go back there and pick out any fabric that you want and make anything you want, any size you want. Um, It's just the opposite of going to school. You can come late. Um, There are no tests. We don't want perfection because what you do with a perfect quilt, you don't use it. We want love in there. If you make a mistake, I say, well, good for you. Because I said, you know what? It's going to take time for you to maybe make it the way you want it. And that's going to be put extra love in there. That's what's felt. You can go out and you can buy anything you want to in this world, but you still cannot buy love. And that's what God does. It is not about the TLC quilters. It is about Him and how He works through us. And that's the gift and the glory of what is done in our church basement that we would we love to share with others. Can you tell me a little bit about what TLC Quilters looks like now? Is it Who comes to quilt? Is it people of all ages? Is it people from your community? Who shows up to, to make all of these quilts? Well, it is a combination of women, men, and children. And it's fun because the men have different roles. We have one man that, oh, absolutely did not want to become a quilter. He even he even said he was going to move to Mexico because I bugged him too much. And I said, it doesn't matter, Carrie, you may as well just give it up and come quilting. <laughs> to this day now, he, he designs his own quilts, and he has his own little ministry. You know those blow-up mattresses that you, you lay on and float in the water? Well, he has taken that design and made it into kids' comfort quilts, is what he calls them. And he takes all of our leftover batting that comes off of our quilts and combs it and, and puts it in these these um, comfort uh, pillows and give them to kids in need. Lots of kids, they, it keeps them off the cold floor. A lot of them use them as, um, as, as beds. It's just kind of sad. But he fills a mission. We have another man that comes and oils and, and takes care of our machines. We have another man that has now become his family that, that makes us different things that make quilting easy for us, like rolling carts, design walls. He has designed a, a shelving unit just for our fabric that has become a fabric library. So all these men are learning that, hey, you know, I can be a part of this too. We have a group in the, in the summer that's called Stardom Young. We teach young people how to sew. So every Thursday morning they come and we teach them how to sew. And it's really fun to see the creativity that they, they come up with. And the boys, the boys sometimes are better sewer than the girls. <laughs> I'm interested to know where you get all of your supplies from. Like, where do you, where do you get your fabric for all of these quilts? Well, the fabric comes in from, oh, people that maybe someone has passed away, grandma has passed away, mom or auntie, and they, they bring it. And that, that has come from the very beginning. People have given us. And we also get monetarily. People come, they see what we do when they want to give, so they give us um, money. And then I go out and I'm constantly buying fabric because 
Uh, with giving away that many quilts last year, 80% of ours are, are 60 by 80, which takes five yards of fabric on the top and on the back. So it doesn't take long and our fabric is gone. But God replenishes it through the people, through giving, and also through monetary ways. And I have special people that that now know that when we need fabric and they will give give me a really good sale price, and it becomes relationships with those people so that they feel a part of this mission, too, and it makes them feel good. And that's how, that's how God works, is through relationships. How many people are involved um, with your project now? I would say, it's hard to say, but probably 60 to 70. Um, we have people sewing for us in California, Illinois, Ohio, Texas, Florida. We have people that are outstationed, like people in wheelchairs that can't get anywhere. One of them made beautiful doll clothes for us. One of them embroiders and brings the blocks to us, and then we we incorporate them into quilts. Uh, We have a woodworking group that works with us and makes blocks for us for our children's ministry, and they take their scraps and make these beautiful things for the kids, and so it's, it's well, and I can't really tell you because it's it's so far-reaching. You mentioned the importance of building relationships. Um, and on Action and Ministry, we like to talk about how programs are reaching the heart of the community. Have you seen this opportunity to serve through quilting impact the hearts of both those who are hands-on on the production side and also those who are onlookers or recipients of the quilts? It has really been one of the most heartfelt ministries People now come and say, Barb, I need a quilt for so-and-so, and before anything leaves us, we pray over it, and tears are shed. Uh, grown men that have been presented with these quilts have cried. And in regards to the production arms, a lot of people are in their, from 60s, a lot of them are 80s and 90s. These people who are 80s and 90s that thought that they couldn't sew are, are being taught that they can. One lady came, her mom was a wonderful uh, quilter, and she always told her, you can't sew, you can't sew. So she told us, all I can do is iron. Now she designs her own quilts. It's fun to see these people just blossom, and the joy that comes out of, of sewing by someone with new ideas. You can always be taught new and different things. It's just incredible. And the recipients of the quilts, I love to talk about the the veterans. They are a very special part of us because the veterans have have become, we make red, white, blue quilts, but we also make PTSD quilts. And we had recently, we had a colonel and we had a master sergeant and a medic. And these guys all individually, when we handed them a PTSD quilt, which is made out of jeans, which they like the heavier things, it makes them feel more comfort, I guess. When we place, like the colonel who was going to be deployed once again and leaving his family. And the master sergeant who had just been retired and came back and um, after two deployments to Afghanistan, and there he stood before me with hearing aids in both ears and flat feet, feet hurt because he stood at attention for so long. And the medic who had gained a purple heart, they called him the red boots for a reason. And he placed these quilts in the, in the men's arms. And tears well up. These strong, tough guys, tears well up and tears fall because they feel the love that only God can give at these times. Only God can make them feel the love and the comfort. We can't. It comes through Him, and we just have the privilege of helping with that. 
What do you think has been the key to this program running so well and continuing to grow? Well, the key, Rachel, really truly is that God is at the head. It is not about us. It is how God works through us. It is a foundation where, once again, we have no plan, never will. We have no budget, never will. Our foundation is God. And as long as we keep that, then all goes well. God, I say, has a big smile on his face. God gets a bad rap for a lot of things in this world, and this is one place where he smiles, because this is one place where we come as loving and caring and loyal servants of him that just want to help others. And it is that servant heart that he sees through us and works through us of all denominations and from all parts of the world. It's just a very unique mission. Keep God at the head and everything will go well. Barb, I love your enthusiasm and I imagine your drive and attitude help keep this ministry thriving. If people want to learn more about um, what TLC Quilters are up to, uh, is there a website that they can go check out? Yes, go to Trinity Lutheran Church, Algona, Iowa, and there's a menu. Just go down to Quilters, and you can press on that, and you can find us. On there is my phone number and the church's phone number, and you can contact us through there. We love to be able to share and help others. As we have helped others, we get batting, and because batting is one of the most expensive things that a quilter can do, if they come a group and want to do the very same thing, we will give them their first roll of batting, and after that they can come and they can buy it from us at a discounted price. I, I, a semi comes twice a, a year with 40 rolls of batting, and um, we like to help others and share and, and give them ideas of how to, how to do things and how to start. Well, thank you for showing us what action and ministry is all about, and we pray for continued blessings on this ministry. Thank you, Barb. Thank you, Rachel. I've read that one of Mother Teresa's favorite verses in the Bible that she quoted to support her ministry was found in the book of Matthew when Jesus said, Truly, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it for me. In the midst of loss, crisis, needs of all kinds, the TLC quilters are sharing the love of Christ and serving Him while they serve others, just as the scriptures say. You can do the same. What is God calling you to do? How can you use your passion to serve others? How will you put action in your ministry? Thanks for joining us. I'm Rachel Legute. Thank you for listening to Action in Ministry. We'd love to hear how you and your church are ministering to your community. To submit ideas for this podcast, visit our website, lhm.org forward slash action, and send us an email.